Welcome back, beautiful people. Uh, today's episode, I have a stock trader. His name is Jeff Witt. Uh, he owns um, and operates the Simply Derivatives um, trading group and uh, had a conversation with him about stock trading, a lot about his philosophy when it comes to day trading as a professional. Uh, we talk a little bit about family life, um, what to do in these markets. Um, you'll, you'll listen into the conversation. Right now, the stock market is very volatile um, due to a lot of political and uh, the coronavirus, a lot of the impacts that are coming. Uh, we talked a little bit about oil and what's going on there. And a uh, really interesting guy. He has a great story to tell. And if you get a chance, check out his platforms. They are in links in the description of this podcast. With no further ado, ladies and gentlemen, welcome Jeff Witt. Another episode, and we got another guest. I have a, um, a special guest who reached out to me via Instagram with his team. Um, his name is Jeff. He actually owns and operates a um, stock trading um, group company called Simply Derivatives. He also has a YouTube channel and, and has quite a bit of following on uh, social media, um, but I'm not going to fully introduce him. I'll let him introduce himself. So Jeff, uh, let us know a little bit about you, man. Yeah. Hi. Uh, thanks Brennan for having me on. Um, I really appreciate it. And, and like you said, my name is Jeff Witt. I am the founder and uh, lead trader of Simply Derivative. Uh, we're basically an online trading education platform uh, company. Uh, we specifically focus on, on the futures markets and options markets, hence the derivatives. Um, but what we do is also applicable and applies to stock trading as well. And we, we, we trade stocks, um, but our main focus is analyzing and understanding the markets using technical analysis and price action. And we day trade specifically in the futures markets. Um, and um, we also trade options, like I said, and um, really, really look at the market as a whole and, and whenever there's an opportunity in any, any market or any product, you know, we're taking advantage of it. Um, but our whole thing is really just sharing our experience and, and journey and, and expertise, if you will, um, of looking at the markets and understanding them and what they've done and what they may do next uh, with our members. And, and that's kind of, um, uh, you know, me in a nutshell and what we're doing. I'm also an entrepreneur. Uh, we have another business that we've started uh, just just as of late. Um, we're, we're getting into the CBD business. Um, I can't go too much into it, um, sure. but uh, Nexio is the name of that company, and uh, we're going to have more stuff coming out here soon. And so um, if we, you know, somehow talk later, maybe this later this year, uh, I'll give you an update on that as well. So yeah, for sure. No, um, CBD and, and hemp and marijuana is, is one of the things that I'm a, I'm a proud uh, believer in. Um, and I think with, uh, with the, you know, the deregulation and the, you know, the legislation that's going on to kind of decriminalize a lot of that stuff, I think is, is excellent. Um, 
and CBD market, you know, I think is incredible. It has a lot of benefits that get overshadowed. And I know a lot of people that, that benefit greatly from, from CBD. So I would love to, to chat with you more once that gets more um, operational. Um, let's go, let's go back to the stock market. Cause um, that's a, the stock market is a, is like an elephant in the room. People know about it. People are right. scared about it. People are scared to talk about it. You hear about it in the news. Um, I kind of just read myself into the stock market because, you know, as as you are, I'm an entrepreneur, and and an entrepreneur is always thinking about money and how to make money. And the stock market, um, along with the real estate market, are the two number you know number one and number two ways that most well gets accumulated. How did you get, how did you find your path into, into the stock market? Yeah, sure. Um, no, I totally agree. I mean, uh, the markets are, uh, you know, ever present in, uh, in, in our lives and, and becomes more so as we get older, uh, and get into the working world and, uh, you know, you start accumulating some money from jobs and savings or whatnot. And then you, you come to a point where you're like, well, what do I do with it? Kind of thing you see people on the internet and you see people supposedly making all this money on on the markets and it's like well maybe that could be me but like you said in the beginning you know uh the education portion of this industry uh is a little tricky because there's a lot of stuff out there and a lot of it is not great and a lot of it is there to just take your money and and move on kind of thing but um, you know, that's not what we do. And, and really going back to, to my start and how I got involved in the markets, it was really at an early age. Um, I, my, my father was in finance for 30 some odd years, uh, not directly in the markets themselves, but it was always a topic uh, around the house and it was always something that we discussed. And so, um, you know, in high school, in the, the later years of high school is really when I got interested in, in the markets um, and started reading and watching everything I possibly could uh, on the stock market specifically. Uh, and this was before learning about futures and options. Uh, I, I heard about those other products and just, it seemed so complicated and so much. And it was something that I never thought would be possible unless you worked at like a Goldman or a, uh, a big institution um, where you sat on the desk in New York or Chicago and involved in it that way. I didn't realize and technology has made that much easier now for everybody to get access to these markets besides stocks. But for me, it was really just learning about stocks and, and trying to understand um, a little bit about the history and what makes them move and how you make money from them and, and really what uh, that could do for you in terms of financially in your life. Um, you know, and that, that really piqued my interest, like I said, at the later stages of high school. And so I started reading all these books. I started uh, watching videos wherever I could. Uh, I attended a couple, uh, I guess, financial education uh, companies courses, uh, learned from some traders that were based out of Chicago, New York, got to have some good one-on-one -on -one experience with some professional traders. Um, and that was about 12 years ago. And that was the, the starting point of my journey uh, into the market. Started with stocks, ventured into futures, learned options. That was my path, those three in that order, stocks, futures, and options. And now, you know, we're at a point where 
uh, I've been fortunate enough to, to be able to do this full time. Uh, like I said, we started Simply Derivative about three and a half, four years ago, and we've been trading full time uh, since then and in all the markets, stocks, futures, and options. So um, that was really my, my starting point was back in high school, about 12, 13 years ago is when I first got interested in the markets. And I saw the power of the markets and what they could do uh, for you, not only financially, but for your life as well. I mean, uh, once you make money in the markets, it's like, well, what's next? What can you do with that? What, what else do you want to do? Do you have other passions, do you have other things that you want to do in life? You know, it's great to make money and uh, it's great to make a lot of money, but you know, life is more than that. And so uh, I thought the markets would be a great way to um, you know, enjoy life, make money, live life on my terms, and then, you know, give back and do other things outside of the markets while still doing that. And that was my, really my passion and, and uh, starting point, if you will, into the market. Yeah. One thing that I talk, talk to with, with people is money and um, the preconceived notion that, you know, everyone is chasing money and through through my journey i've learned very quickly that money money is a tool and it it needs to be utilized and when you start uh, uh, you know accumulating money you don't want to just just get that money to buy stuff you want to invest in in businesses and stocks and communities um, you're really just leveraging that money and it's not to be you know it's not to be uh, when i was growing up, you know, I grew up in poverty, so we didn't have money. And then when they had money, they were scared of it. They're like, right. we're going to lose it. Uh, we got to keep it under the mattress and, um, had a poor financial upbringing just sure. as far as, as far as that was concerned. But then, you know, I, I just, I always felt like entrepreneurial and I was like, you know what, there's gotta be more to this. I actually got into the stock market because of cryptocurrency. Um, oh. It was, it was I. I was right before the big wave when uh, Bitcoin um, surged to two thousand um, per Bitcoin. I got in at about like maybe three thousand, uh, oh, okay. just because I kept hearing about it from from friends. And I was like, all right, well, let me just put a little bit of money in this. And then I started looking at YouTube videos, and and then it boomed, and I was like, ah. Uh, I've learned enough to, to know that this is probably going to fall. So I, right. I pretty much cashed out and, and definitely profited. And I was like, you know what? I need to find something that's going to be a little bit like, cause I, 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 I dived into the, you know, to speculation. I was like, all right, I want to learn more. So mm -hmm. I started learning more about stock market. Cause I was in tandem with, with cryptocurrency. So I started sure. learning about more of that. And, and then, you know, I like, being able to you know dabble in the day trading yep. um, but taking some of those profits and then creating that little nest egg um, that just i just leave alone um but yeah that, that's kind of how i got started in the stock market and plus i had a business at the same time so i was kind of juggling um you know pretty much a couple of businesses at the same time and i enjoyed the stock market i like watching the numbers Yep. Um, when you kind of look at you, you kind of touched on this in the, in the pre-call with the technical analysis, but you're looking at charts where, you know, you show someone that knows nothing about the stock market. Um, they just see a bunch of just 
nonsense. And when you right. kind of get the breakdown, you can see, you know, breakout patterns and all that. Um, those are, you know, different than what long-term investors kind of look at, you know, such as like the fundamental analysis, which is uh, an ever-growing fight between fundamental and technical um, yeah. followers. Um, you, so you went in from stocks to futures to options. Can you break down um, the, the difference and the definitions of all three of those just for the listeners that may have no idea what you're talking about? Sure. Yeah, yeah, not a problem. So stocks, we'll start with stocks. Stocks, basically shares of a company. So you're owning an asset. So Apple, if you buy shares of Apple, you're technically part owner of Apple Corporation, Apple Company. Uh, stocks can be seen as an asset. They may go down if you're holding them at 20 and it goes down to 10, but if you don't sell that, you're still holding that asset. Yes, it has de depreciated, but the markets are designed to go up over time. The stock market is designed to go up over time. And so you have an unrealized loss, but you're holding this asset. It eventually comes back and pops up to 30. So there's a, a nice little gain for you. Yeah, you held, you held it through that loss, but it's considered a rolling loss or an unrealized loss. And so, um, you know, building, like you said, touching on that uh, long-term view, you know, accumulating assets or stocks at cheap prices and holding them until they go up is the whole idea of being a passive investor, retail investor, long-term investor. That's what most people have in their 401ks, most people have in their savings, whether it's via a mutual fund which, which owns stocks or ETFs which own stocks. Stocks are an asset that you can hold on to uh, and you want it to appreciate over time. The futures market is a little different. The futures market originally started with commodities, gold, crude oil, uh, interest rates. And then, you know, over the past 20 years, you see these other products come out like the e-minis that are focused on uh, the equity indices. So the, the, the big equity markets like the Dow Jones, I'm sure you guys have heard of the Dow Jones. You've heard of the S&P 500. You've heard of the NASDAQ. Well, there's futures contracts based on those indices. And not to get too technical because I could spend literally hours talking about the differences between all of these. But basically, futures contracts trade just like stocks. They don't trade in pennies. They trade in points and ticks. Uh, we view them in the same manner. But they're a little different because there's expirations. There's times where the contracts roll over. And I know I'm, as I'm saying this, I'm already getting a little too tech technical probably. No, it's okay. It's all right. Um, but yeah, that would be the difference. It started out as commodities, but it's ex expanded into a lot more things in the futures markets. You have interest rates, you have bonds, you have equity futures, you have commodities like crude oil and gold. You also have currency futures as well. Uh, I'm sure a lot of people are familiar with Forex. Or, yeah, Forex, foreign yeah. exchange. Yeah, foreign exchange um, trading. And that's okay. But, you know, what, what I would tell people to go to gravitate more towards is futures uh, currencies. They have currency futures contracts. And there's, there's not only benefits, tax benefits of trading futures versus stocks or cash Forex, um, but you can basically take the same principles that we apply in looking at any market using technical analysis. So it doesn't really matter what you trade. Uh, 
you can use technical analysis to, to you know, get an idea of where to buy and where to sell kind of thing. Uh, but like I said, futures started out as commodities. They've become much more. Um, and now you're seeing you know, a lot of traders uh, try to understand and get into futures because of the benefits. There's inherent leverage involved uh, in futures markets uh, that allow you to you know, use relatively small amount of capital to make uh, potentially bigger rewards. Um, it doesn't mean that there's more risk. It's just means you need to know what you're doing kind of thing. Um, and then options are basically derivatives or they are derived from stocks. And an option is basically uh, if you want to buy Apple at a certain price so far out in the future, you can lock in that price by buying an Apple contract at let's say 250 bucks. You think Apple's going to go up to 250 bucks at that 200 right now. If Apple goes 250 bucks in that time frame that you have your options contract you're going to see uh you know a return that's going to be exponentially bigger than if you just held the stock the apple stock itself so if it goes from 200 to 250 you're going to make that that's what 25 percent uh return if you have an options contract that potentially could be you know, multiples higher than that 25 percent you're looking at you know 100 percent 300%. So again, yeah. options is just leverage. Uh, it's a leveraged product like the futures market. Uh, it's a little different, but it's derived from stocks. So. Yeah, because the, the options, pretty much the, the play there is you're, you're selling the premium times 100 um, of that stock. Um, so right. what, what people will do is they'll buy um, option calls or puts and then we can get really specific in that, whether they're you know long puts or short puts. Right. Uh, but yeah, pretty much you're going to sell the premium of that to make your money versus you know buying the whole lot of stocks, which I mean you can do as well. But that's right. what most of the play is for for option players, and that's what that's what you and your your guys do is you're really doing the technical analysis, yep. um, doing. Um, buying and selling of, of calls and puts throughout the day, throughout the yep. week. Yep. Are you guys looking, um, I mean, are you guys doing pretty much day trading on those? Are you guys, are you guys doing some um, swings, um, swing? Of yeah. Those? Yeah. Well, I mean, we're, do, we're doing a little bit of everything, you know, okay. like the market volatility as of late the past couple of weeks as the VIX has spiked, you know, normally what you would consider a swing trade where you hold something for a couple of days, I mean, the price movement and the swings in the markets now, like you're, you're doing day trades instead of swing trades because the market's moving 100 points on the S&P when normally yeah. it's, you know, moved 20 points in the past. And so um, the volatility has definitely helped as of late. And I'll give you just a recent example of one of our trades that we took. It was, uh, you know, these don't happen all the time, but you know, we've had a few of these over the past couple months. Um, I don't know if you're familiar with the VIX, the volatility index. Yep, I, I am. Yeah, okay. volatility is measuring how how fast it's going up and down um, within a given time frame. Right. It's basically gauging where uh, market participants uh, are at in terms of their fear and greed. That's a good way to uh, understand it. When the VIX is high, people are fearful. The markets are coming down and vice versa. The VIX is low. Markets are usually up. Um, you're seeing an uptrend. Everybody's, you know, feeling good. The market sentiment uh, is bullish. Um, 
so yeah, that's the VIX. And so my point was uh, a recent trade we took back in January, the end of January, we bought VIX 20 calls, meaning we bought, we thought VIX was going to spike up to 20 at least and potentially go higher. And today we're looking at right this second, the VIX is at 48.50 basically. Um, so our VIX 20 calls, you know, we took profits last week and earlier this week uh, on our options contracts and they were over a thousand percent. And that's something that you can't do in stocks themselves. And that's the power of derivatives, whether it be options or, or futures or options on futures. Uh, but yeah, that's, you know, that was more of a swing trade. We bought that back in the end of January and it took a little while for it to pay off, but when it does, it, it really does. And so uh, another example, we, we, we liked Grubhub, uh, the stock, and we had bought some calls on that and we took profits uh, over 800%, 900%, 1000% on that using some options, some call options that particular trade. And so, um, yeah, I mean, you know, for us, we're, we're, we're primarily day trading the futures markets um, and, and we try to swing trade the, the options and stocks. But like I said, with volatility being so high, you can, you can treat everything as a day trade now <laughs> just yeah. because the, the, the swings are so big. What, so for when there is any catastrophes or political anything, um, you know, cause we have the, you know, coronavirus outbreak, Sure. Um, across the globe and that kills the stock market because mar the market does not like uncertainty. Sure. Um, but that is, it's good for market players because regardless of, um, it, you know, if you're in the options market or even if you're in the stock market or haven't even been in the stock market, it's a good time to be a buyer. Yeah. Um, Cause my philosophy is, you know, as, as one who loves to, to day trade and, and do the technical analysis. I love when there's sales on yeah, stocks. Absolutely. And um, what is that your guys's philosophy there too, is like when something, cause the media is a big player in that too. Yeah. Um, my, you know, the, the research that I've done is, you know, the coronavirus, while obviously, you know, you should wash your hands. Um, you're pretty much, if you have good medical, facilities like the United States does, um, there's really not too much of uh, a worry for your average citizen. Sure. Um, how do you guys, you guys like when things are, are um, unsettled? Uh, yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. I mean, it, it breeds volatility and volatility is price movement. And price movement creates opportunity. So that's the, the greatest thing about this. You know, we don't watch the news, uh, at all while we're trading. We don't really pay attention to the news. Uh, you know, the news's job is to create a story. And a lot of the time, what they say about the markets just isn't true or it's late to the party. The beautiful thing about technical analysis and why we use it each and every day when we trade is because you're gonna see what the market is potentially about to do before the news comes out. The news is usually just the catalyst to move the market from an area where we're either already looking at to buy or sell, and it just gets it to the other side quicker. 
And so whenever we hear or see, you know, about panic and news and all that, you know, it just reminds us that there's an opportunity. And we also keep in mind, and this is a great quote um, that everybody should keep in mind, which was from Warren Buffett, when others are fearful, you need to be greedy. And when others are greedy, you need to be fearful. And so really understanding that, what does that mean? Well, that means when the market is up 19% from last October through, you know, the beginning of February, that's probably not the best time to be buying. Everybody's bullish. Everybody's complacent. Everybody's thinking that the market is just going to keep going, keep going, keep going. You know, for us, we're seeing a nice little pullback or a gap down on the markets on a bigger time frame, And that's telling us, well, this may not be the time to buy. We may actually get a pullback. And then, oh, and behold, you know, a couple of days later, a week later, the markets are down five, 10%. And it's, oh, the coronavirus is all of a sudden wreaking havoc in the markets. And it's like, well, not really. We saw that the, uh, the technicals were telling us that the market was ready for a pullback. So uh, it's a nice story to have. That's what the media is there to do. And that's why we don't really pay attention to it. It's because it's, it's usually after the fact. And usually what they're talking about is completely wrong in terms of why the markets are moving. Right. Yeah. No, I hear either direction. So. Yeah, it's it's easy to pull up um, charts, and you can you know, especially with you know the bull run that we were having, you could already tell like you know, there's gonna you know, there's gotta it has to come back down yeah. to to some point, and then you know it'll it'll come back up, um, which we did see that you know last week, uh, we did see that it gap right back up, and then it fell right back down. Um, and that's just uncertainty in the market. And sure. for people that are scared, just, you know, if you're, if you're timid, you shouldn't be in the market anyway, <laughs> um, which is, you know, if you're scared to lose money, then, then definitely don't be in the market. But for, for people that can, you know, stand fast and they understand how the market moves, yep. just leave it alone. It's not a loss if you don't sell um, in the stock market game, as far as stocks go. Right. Uh, but you know, doing technical analysis, you know, doing stop loss, you know, if you, you feel, if you don't feel comfortable or confident in a, in a call, then, then don't make it. Right. And definitely set those, uh, you know, set those alerts and set the, you know, parameters of, all right, how much am I willing to lose in this trade? Um, being patient, all those things, um, kind of, uh, uh, I've learned, um, you know, by myself is, you know, there's been calls that I've made where I look at the stock 10, 15 minutes later and I'm like, oh man, I, I had a a short loss and I could have made a bunch of money on that trade. But, um, what are, so, so stock market right now, good for you guys. Um, and then just as far as, um, as far as some of the things that you guys discuss, are you guys, so it's a, it's a course on Udemy. Um, I saw that. So is this, um, that's the course pretty much is at the, the foundations. Hey, this is the one oh one. Yeah. Um, yeah. Trying to train, train you guys up. And then do you have a separate group that you're training with as well on a, yeah. on a regular basis? Yeah, absolutely. So, so the course, um, is basically your introduction to day trading the futures markets specifically. Now, what we go over in that course, it's, it's very technical analysis, price action heavy. So you can apply, and I say that throughout the course, 
and the course is over seven and a half hours of video lecture, uh, trading examples, uh, really everything you need to know to get started in using technical analysis and charts to start trading. But it's also applicable for other products as well. You can use charts to trade stocks. You can use charts to trade options. Uh, but yeah, that that's really what our our basis is. And anybody new coming to us, you know, we direct them towards the course so they have a good foundation. And it's available both on Udemy and also our own website as well at simplyderivative.com. Um, the next step in that process would be joining us in our our live trading room. And I mentioned that to you a little little while ago. We use GoToMeeting um, as our as our hosting provider, platform provider for our trading room. And in that room. You know, we're looking at the markets. I'm sharing my screen, sharing everything that I'm doing live, uh, trading in the futures and options and stocks. Uh, and we're basically looking at multiple time frames on charts and you know, taking opportunities when they arise. And I walk through my process. I walk through my what I'm thinking, uh, what the opportunity is, why I'm buying here, why I'm selling here, why I'm getting out, uh, why I'm not taking a trade. Uh, so everything that I do. You know, if I was just doing this by myself with no cameras on, no screen sharing, none of that, um, my process of trading and making money on my own is what I'm trying to share with our members and everybody out there. And so the trading room is the natural next step after taking the course, learning the course, learning about technical analysis and, and futures markets. Then you want to start getting into the actual market itself and, and start trading whether that be a paper trade um, account or if you have a small account, which I would recommend to, to new people if you are trading. First, learn. Don't place any trades. Take the course. Learn the markets. Learn technical analysis to your best ability. And then start with a small account. Um, I would say a paper trade account just to get familiar with your platform. Understand where the buy button is, where the sell button is, how to set up stop losses, et cetera, et cetera, so you know what you're doing. Um, but the best way to learn is actually to be in the markets with live money, because once you have live money on the line, it does something to you emotionally. It creates, you know, that fear and that greed within you. And once you understand the markets from a technical perspective, you know, trading and investing, no matter what type really becomes a mental game of adhering to your plan following the disciplines that you put in place and, and really just staying focused in the moment. And so, you know, taking the course is the first step, getting into the trading room with us, taking trades live uh, each and every day would be the next step. And then after that, um, you know, we're working on a program where we're, we're getting together with uh, one of our, our brokers that we work with. We're going to be having a leader follower program, basically. Uh, if you want to be involved in the futures markets, let's say, but you just don't have the time or you don't really understand it too much or you, you don't want to sit there and day trade in front of the computer all day, you can open an account uh, with one of our preferred brokers and basically whatever trades I'm taking in my account will get copied into that account. And you can do that on a demo to start with and then you can do it with live money. So that's the natural progression that we have in terms of what we offer for our, our members uh, and people looking to to trade with us. The course, the trading room, and then um, eventually the, the leader follower. And not everybody does that. A lot of people obviously want to be in, involved and, and take control of their own destiny, if you will. 
especially financially. So, um, but you know, we have traders and people that find out that it's just not for them. And so that's where a leader follower program, uh, you know, really comes in and can be effective for you. Uh, you know, you can take a small chunk of money, put it into an account that trades futures and you're diversifying your risk away from the markets. So say if you have a 401k or you have savings and you're invested, uh, but you still want to participate in, you know, alternatives, derivatives, then that would be a good approach. Somebody could look yeah, no, that, I, and I'm going to put, I'm going to, I'm going to kind of link all your, your information in the description of the, the, the podcast as well. So anyone yeah. that is, is interested in learning, um, obviously, you know, you're coming from a lot of experience in the markets. And, you know, you taking that time to develop these courses and then obviously have those follow-up programs where they can kind of follow you daily on, yep. on activity is, is great. Yep. Um, and I think that's the best way to engage with any following, um, especially in, in markets. Um, I, I only know a few people, um, like even on YouTube, that, that do this daily and <clears throat> you're, you're one of them. Um, what are your thoughts? So, so paper, paper trading for, for anyone that's never been in the market is really just is a practice is you get access, you get access to the same data that, that the stock market is going to. And the one thing that you, you keened on was, um, I've seen people practice with unreasonable amounts of money at first. Yeah. And then they see their gains and they, you know, they're up, you know, 20, 30% on a large account. And then they right. start funneling, you know, maybe 500 or a thousand dollars. And then they get into the, the shark tank and they, they get eaten up. The whole <laughs> account's gone. Um, yes. I, I see it on Reddit. I see it yep. on, on some of the, um, on some of the discord chats that I'm involved in. I see sure. it all the time. And it's because you're, you said it already that, um, they have no respect for, for the market or the money that they're putting in. Because they didn't take it seriously during the paper trading. So definitely paper trading and doing the homework, doing the research and educating yourself on, you know, tech, technical analysis um, is the big thing. Knowing how the markets move, price actions are, are big things for the day traders, um, for the people that are looking to get in the stock market. Um, and you would probably, you know, attest to this is, is go slow. Yep. <laughs> go no, slow. I, Maybe start, start buying just a couple of stocks just to, you know, like companies that you may, may like, or exactly may be, uh, customers of just so you know where, where to buy things and, yep. and look at them and understand like, all right, now I have an appreciation. Now I have a stock or two and right. then slowly jump, you know, slowly go into, you know, stocks and then the futures options markets. Cause they're, those are totally different breeds of animals. And I've seen accounts blow up and I've yep. seen accounts grow um and if you don't have the education behind you you're really just gambling <laughs> yeah no absolutely i mean you, people got to understand that it takes absolutely absolutely no skill to put on a winning trade you can you can pick any stock from any watch list or any you know guru or whatever you can buy it it could go up and you can make money and you can think you're a genius and that's just not the case it's it's about the consistency and understanding what you're doing, why you're doing it, and can you replicate that in a process that, you know, is disciplined. Um, and, you know, going back to that paper trading, I've seen it, you know, I've 
talk to people about it. Like if you're not going to, if you're going to open an account, let's say to trade futures with 5,000 bucks, don't start practicing on a paper trade account with a hundred thousand dollar account. You're not right. going to trade the same right. way. You need to trade in the paper account the same way you'll be trading in a live account. You need to treat the, the practice just as you are trading live. And unfortunately with the markets, there's really no way to practice this. You can do paper trading, but it's kind of, it's not the same. Cause like, as I said before, you know, there's no emotional tie to it. You're not trading with real money. Once you place the buy or sell button and you have actual dollars involved, then the game becomes completely different. You actually have real money on the line. What you determine could happen in terms of, you know, the stock going up or down, futures going up or down, you know, that, that starts playing with you emotionally, mentally, because let's say you, you put on a trade and you're wrong, you know, then it becomes, oh, wow, what, did I do something wrong? Is my, my methodology wrong? Uh, you know, what, do I need to change things? And that's where people get tripped up quite a bit. They go from strategy to strategy to strategy, trying to figure out how to have a 100% win ratio in the market. And it's never going to happen. Um, and that's built upon the, 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 the foundation, the false foundation of, you know, I'm going to open up this paper trading account with $100,000 and I'm going to take, you know, a five lot on the E-minis and each point in the E-minis is 50 bucks. So, you know, I'm going to risk three points with five contracts. But in reality, when you're ready to trade, you're only going to have $5,000 in your account and you're, not, you're barely going to be able to trade one contract. So why are you doing that in the paper trading? Right. You're, you're not getting any value out of that. You're not trading the same way that you would if you were using live money. So like I said, paper trading is good to get, a, get familiar with your platform. You got to know what type of equipment you're using, you know, where everything is at and how to handle things. But once you're really serious about wanting to trade, you got to do it live in the market. And with, you know, these new products that came out last year, the micros, uh, you know, where it's one-tenth the size of the E-minis. These are futures contracts I'm, I'm talking about. Uh, you know, you're looking at something that moves 20 cents, 50 cents, five bucks, versus 50, 100, 200, point, 200 bucks each point. So, you know, it, it allows you to be wrong a lot and lose as little as money as possible. And, you know, the worst thing I can think of for somebody starting out is, having a winning trade or a string of winning trades because then you're going to get this false sense of, Oh, this is easy. I can do this. And then you realize after a while, that, wow, maybe I don't know as much as I is, as I thought. And you know, it's, it's much more difficult. So, you know, we've seen it all over the place in terms of people's journeys and you yeah. know, where they, where they trip up and all that. Yeah, it's definitely not easy. Um, I, and it go and it goes to the old saying, you know, if it was easy, everyone would do it. Right. Um, it's definitely a. I mean, it's a it's a skills game. It's a and, and you're right with you know I I I lost a couple and but I was I was smart. I mean, I lost. You know, I I I was smart about it. I lost a little bit, and I was like, okay, what did I do wrong? All right. Um, I, de I definitely don't leverage a lot of money. I only risk maybe, you know, uh, maybe two to 5% of my account at any given moment right. um, on a trade. If I lost it, I was, I had short stops. So um, got stopped out and I'm like, okay, why, why did I lose that trade? Was I 
not patient enough? Was was it just a bad overall trade? Or and and the thing is, is it's really about education and it's about um, you know taking notes, reanalyzing um, your your good trades and your bad trades. Like, all right, why did this work? Okay, did I? Yeah, all trading you gotta you gotta take into account. Like, okay, what did I do good? What did I do bad? And and limiting risk. Um, risk management is a huge thing too. Is just um, when you're looking at your portfolio, it's like I see guys who th- who think they got the they they got the next Tesla, and they're like, I'm I'm all in, and they they end up getting a contract that's up in three or four days, and it's not moving at all, and then they lose everything off of the off of it. So um, I mean, you see it you see it a lot. I mean, you've probably seen your fair share of Reddit posts of yep. of people blowing their account hundred thousand, two hundred thousand. Um, but um, one other thing I wanted to talk to you about that I didn't I didn't message you on, but it's something that I think is is really relevant to this topic is sure. the access that people have. I know that e trading's been around for for uh, quite a while, but yep. There's been a wave of new platforms, um, Robinhood um, yep. being one of them. What are your thoughts about Robinhood? <laughs> um, well, for me, it's it's a different perspective than most people, just because of how long I've been doing this and the education that I got when I first started, uh, and how that's translated now and, and the platforms we use, the brokers we use. Um, you know, I have mixed feelings on these things, uh, specifically like Robinhood, um, because you're 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 telling people that getting into the markets is easy, and all you got to do is buy and let it go up and watch it, you know, double and triple. And unfortunately, in the past couple of years, really since 2009, with this easy money policy that the Fed has has had in place, you know, there's no real other way to get some type of decent return other than the stock market. And that kind of breeds this type of stuff to come about like the Robin Hoods out there uh, where, you know, they're trying to get as many people as possible on the, the idea that you're trading free and it's easy and you're going to be a millionaire. Uh, you know, it's not the case. So anybody that comes to us that has a Robin Hood account, um, you know, off the bat immediately, I know that they have no idea what they're doing. Uh, if you did know what you were doing, you wouldn't be using Robinhood. Because Robinhood is not for somebody who's serious about trading, somebody who's serious about investing. And that's not to say that people don't make a ton of money using Robinhood. But like I said, it goes back to what we were talking about earlier. You could literally have no idea how the markets work and what the markets are, and you can still have a winning trade. A winning position that you have no idea why it, it, it's happening besides of oh yeah that's what the markets do they go up when i buy and robin hood and other platforms like that you know, kind of breed that type of mentality it goes to, you know, like the reddit and internet mentality of yolo let's do this let's go all in risk 40 50 percent of my account on this trade you know it's just it's not a it's not a, a prudent way to do it. It's not the right way to do it for us. You know, we don't really care because if there's more people that don't know what they're doing and we're the people that do know what we're doing, you know, we're just going to basically 
take their money from them. For every transaction in the financial markets, there's a buyer and a seller. Right. And so these people buying, you know, at the top at 3,400 on S and P, you know, we're looking at selling. And so, yeah, I, you know, it's, it's hard for me to get behind these type of platforms that offer no commission. It's just easy for you to get into it beyond the point of, knowing what you're doing and it's just YOLO, let's just buy this and it's going to go up and we're going to be rich. And, uh, you know, with the crypto phase and Bitcoin and all that, that definitely didn't help either, especially to these younger millennials, people that are getting their hands on some money and wanting to, you know, it really comes down to wanting to get rich quick. And that's what a lot of uh, this industry in terms of the education and what's on the internet is all about is I'm going to, invest a thousand bucks and I'm going to turn it into 10,000 and I'm a genius and I know what I'm doing. Like, yeah. Nah, you, you don't. <laughs> do you, uh, do you have any of your portfolio on cryptocurrency? I've actually never traded crypto. Okay. Um, I've watched it. I understand it. Yeah. Um, all speculation. Can, <laughs> yeah. I mean, you can use technical analysis. We, you know, we look at Bitcoin and, and uh, what are the other ones? ETH and, and Litecoin and all these other ones, like we look at them and we see them um, and you can apply the same technical analysis strategies that we use in understanding price action to those products. It's just something that we've never really, I felt like we've never really needed to do. Um, yeah. Once you understand the futures markets, there's not much else you'd want to trade. The futures markets have inherent leverage. There's enough products out there, enough markets in the futures to trade and keep you busy, you don't want to be at a point where you're looking at a thousand different things each and every day. It's just going to get too, too complicated and it's going to get too hard to do. Yeah. And, and it's, um, you know, when you kind of talked about, you know, the, the plethora of these new platforms like Robinhood, Weeple, all those um, that are mobile platforms they are enticing the millennials. I think the idea of decentralized currency when it came out, um, and then it got a big roar and then media got a hold of it and everyone got FOMO and then, it, you know, everyone thought they were going to have Lambo money. I had a whole bunch of friends when I was getting out, they were getting in. I was advising them. I'm like, look, like you already missed the boat. They're like, no, I'm buying all this ripple. It's going to be the new Bitcoin. I'm like, don't do it. And now they like, now they text me. They're like, man, this, this thing's like worthless. I'm like, you got to you know, with things like that, you got to look at the trend and you got to know when to, when to jump the ship, you know, cause they were, everyone was comparing it to all the other, you know, bubbles and sure. it, it was, a, it was definitely a bubble on yeah. how it kind of uh, portrayed, but. Um, it goes back to that old adage that I talked about that quote earlier from Warren Buffett. When others are greedy. You need to be fearful. When others are fearful, you need to be greedy. When everybody's talking about Bitcoin, everybody's looking at Bitcoin and wanting to buy Bitcoin and taking out student loans or refinancing their mortgages or buying Bitcoin on credit cards, you got to understand that that is not something that's sustainable. Like that's not how markets work. That's usually a top. Right. And the same thing, you know, another industry uh, that has been hot the past couple of years, I touched on it a little bit earlier, cannabis and CBD and all that. And you saw a bunch of these stocks skyrocket i mean we were watching it live in our room when tilray hit 300 yeah and uh where is it at now i think like 12 bucks or something like that yeah do you yeah i mean when 
when you know what you're doing, you 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 kind of appreciate it because you're like, well, at least I'm not gonna be the, the sucker <laughs> for it. Um, right. Just kind of like uh, Beyond Meat when they when they yep. skyrocketed too, and they yep. like never like never published any numbers or anything. You gotta be like, hold on one second, you guys like I we get it. Like I get the like okay, plant based food is the new wave. We get it. But yeah. the evaluation is not there. It was it was so over leveraged, and when it started coming down, I was like, I'm glad. I, I mean, I I think I played some options on it because I knew yeah. it was going up, and I was like, right. all right, I'm playing options going down. Uh, you know, so um, when you kind of are in the end, and you you can kind of tell, like, all right, and, sure. uh, Warren Buffett. I think if anyone's getting into the stock market, Warren Buffett is the guy to to get some fundamentals from because. I mean, he's 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 the the man when when it comes to to the stock market. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, he's got some great lessons. Um, but what people have to understand about him and what he does is, you know, he's in it for the long. Yeah, time. he's a long term investor yeah, for sure. He's not, he's not sitting here looking at charts and day trading and stuff like that, and he doesn't need to. And what most people don't understand is, you know, Warren Buffett uh, basically is his own hedge fund where he buys companies under his umbrella of Berkshire Hathaway. And, uh, you know, a couple examples are the insurance company that. And what he'll do is he'll actually sell options against his positions. And that's where he generates a lot of passive income from his stock holdings. He's selling options against it. Most people don't understand that. And that's how he's able to compound and accumulate wealth at the rate that he has, aside from just owning the company or owning portions of them. He's also in the derivatives markets playing against it as well. Most people don't understand that. Yeah. And then he's also getting dividends. Yeah. He's making he, money he, three ways. Exactly. He's, he's got multiple cash flows just from this one space itself, this one asset class. He owns the shares. And that's going to appreciate over time, which it has. Uh, he's selling options. So he's collecting premium on that. And he's also collecting dividends. So he's juicing the market for as much as possible each and every day. And, you know, most retail investors and traders aren't in any type of position to do that. You can do it on a smaller scale, but, you know, you, know, you got to have realistic expectations. You're not going to make $80 billion. Right. Yeah. No, I mean, it's, it's definitely, I mean, it's, it's exponential growth. So, I mean, you're not going to make, uh, you know, you're not going to make a thousand dollars off of $10. Right. Um, you got to pretty much slow and grow, um, until you get a little bit more leverage. That's what I learned. I was like, when I put a hundred dollars in, I thought I was going to get a hundred thousand dollars. in. Right. When I, when I realized I'm like, okay, this is like a process. So yep. I gotta, you know, start growing my account organically by just putting more money into it, making smarter trades. And then, you know, then when I have a little bit more money, I can start making uh, larger positions and then going from there and, and, you know, tr you know, they, they say lock in profit, you know, green is green and, you know, you, you don't want to lose money. So um, for anyone out there that's going to be listening, um, what, and we kind of went over a couple of things. What is like some of the big advice that you would get for a first time, um, you know, first time, coming into the stock market i know we talked about um paper trading but what what are some other tips and tricks that you would give to someone that's you know off off the block and and sure. wanting to get into the stock market yeah i mean a couple big things um that you want to keep in mind use money that you can afford to lose 
don't quit your day job if you just start now trading. I think you're gonna be a millionaire overnight or in a couple months. I mean it it takes it takes years really to understand truly what you're doing and become become consistent and, and really build up your equity and see a consistent rising equity curve. So um, have money that you're able to lose. You you can afford to lose is number one. And don't quit your job, your day job to start doing this. You need to learn the markets first. You need to pick a market, pick a product, and then pick a method of how you want to tackle that. And say you want to get involved in the futures market. Well, pick a futures market that you want to watch, that you want to trade. The best one, the easiest one that we give to people is just the S&P 500. Either the E-mini or the E-micro S&P. So you pick a market and you, you become an expert in that market. And not until you become consistent in that particular market do you move on to anything else. But you're not going to get to that point unless you have the knowledge of what you're doing. And in order to get that knowledge, you need to understand what the markets are doing, what they've done in the past, and what they could potentially do going forward. Technical analysis is the best way to do that. So learn before you start trading. Learn before you ever hit buy or sell learn about the market if you're going to trade stocks understand what stocks are understand what you can do with stocks understand how much money you have how much you're willing to risk uh, these are just some of the key things that you need to understand and, and really get down and write it down have a plan have a trade plan have have a trade journal uh, you know with a a a, a map if you will an outline a roadmap of what you want to do and why you want to do it and then start wrapping some rules uh, around all of that so you can stay disciplined. So that's really, you know, what we tell people when they first come into this. You got to pick a market, you got to understand and learn that market, you got to understand and learn technical analysis, and then you can start getting into the actual trading of things. And that goes back to what we talked about previously with the paper trading right in the life but yeah don't 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 quit your job don't quit your day job if you're just starting out to do this you're not going to be a millionaire overnight it's not going to happen if you have the mentality of i'm going to get rich quick then you're probably going to fail at trading yeah yeah it, i mean i've been i've been slowly you know part-time in the game for i would say about a year and a half and it's one of those things that you you definitely have to dedicate time to it. You have to understand, you know, not only just the technical analysis, but where the market's going, where the market has been. Um, and then just really just being confident in your ability to, to hit that buy, hit that sell, yep. um, understanding the, the, I mean, it really is, and it's not ego. It's, it's, all right, I'm confident because I've done the homework. Um, and I understand it because I've seen a lot of ego trades out there too that they know for sure that this is going to be the big one. And, you know, then they beat themselves up, they, yep. they lose their account or they close it. And it's just because one, they either got bad advice or they're listening to other people. Yep. Um, and they don't take the time to actually understand how that stock moves or, or why it's doing what it's doing. Um, I mean, there's just, we, we've talked about it a little bit is it's, it's not easy. If it was easy, everyone would do it. It takes uh, a lot of time 
it takes um, patience and it and it does take some some bumps on the road it's not one of those things that you can you you're never going to master it without having some some bruises along the way no absolutely no absolutely i, I totally agree with that it's definitely a process and, and my mentor back in the day had told me that this is going to be the hardest, easiest money you'll ever make in the fact that it's easy to push the buy button and you see the market go up and you're like, Oh wow, I just made a thousand dollars in two minutes. That's fantastic. But to replicate that and do that consistently without any ego, without any emotion and, and see a consistently rising equity curve, that becomes a different. Animal. That's where you know, we've talked about trading becoming a mental game really yeah. what it gets down to after you understand the technicals, what you're doing, how do you stop losses, risk amounts that you're willing to accept, it becomes a self-discovery process. You yeah, I've, uh, I've, uh, yeah, so and what I go back to is, too, is like, it feels good to, to get $1,000 off a trade, but how do you feel when you lose $1,000 off a trade, you know, and, and you have to re remove your yourself emotionally from that. And with people that are emotional with money, don't, don't do it because when the market dips like it has, I mean, that's what causes the accelerated speed is you have Panic. so many people Here. like, Oh, I gotta, I gotta sell everything because it's never going to go back up. Right. And generation after generation, there's a large amount of people out there that have not gotten like they haven't got the memo that hey like leave it there don't mess with it it's gonna it's gonna go back unless the, there's gonna be a world apocalypse which yeah. you know at that point you gotta you don't gotta worry about money anyway. you don't have to worry about anything yeah it's it's all over yeah. um, to digress a, a little bit off the stocks because I I know that we talked a lot about that and that's your bread and butter. Sure. Um, what are what are other things that you're into? I know um, I know you got a son. Yes, yes, I have a, a four year old son, Hayden. Proud father, that's awesome. I and am. Yeah. How <clears throat> how's that journey with um, you know being a father and, and then being able to pretty much you know for the most part create your own you know financial freedom and your schedule yeah. and how's that how's that going for you? Well, it's been fantastic. You know, it's uh, it's been really great, especially with this particular industry and what what I do and what we're into you know it gives me the flexibility to take him to school every day and pick him up most days um, so you know trading has given us that ability given me that ability to to enjoy life and enjoy little things like that where I get to take him to school and pick him up and spend time with him when the markets are closed and uh, you know it's been great I've, I've, I never thought about this when I first started trading but now that he's almost five years old and we've been doing this consistently full time for the past three, four years, you know, it's just reinforced my love of trading in the markets and this, this lifestyle because I can spend time with him. Uh, you know, we're done. I'm done trading usually the first couple hours of the market, uh, but definitely by one o'clock. And so I, I have the ability to go pick him up. We get to go to the park. We get to go play outside, ride bikes do different things that you know you'd want to be doing with your your young kids i'm fortunate to be able to do that in a position to be able to do that i know it's beneficial and, and great for him to have dad around all the time and showing him the ropes and, and playing with them and, and experiencing life with them. so 
Yeah. No, it's, it, I mean, you know, from, you know, cause I, I like to dabble in a lot of different things and, you know, I, I'm a father of three and, you oh, know, wow. whenever, whenever I set up a trade um, and I wake up in the morning, you know, the market opens up and I have a nice, nice uh, profit at the, you know, you know, eight thirty, nine, nine o'clock in the morning, I, I can hit that sell button and go right back to sleep. Right. Um, and then, yeah, have the rest of the day to spend with the kids is, yeah, fin- you know, financial freedom overall, regardless of, you know, um, what you're into, stock market, real estate, um, any type of um, opportunity that you can get to do passive income, yeah. um, where you do get to enjoy those moments. I mean, uh, when I was, when I had a business, I was, I was sla- I was slaving for for the business I was I was running, um, and when um, you, you start to you're, that's when I was like I'm still part of the rat race like I'm still grinding away. What uh, what are my alternatives? So I was like, okay, I'll sell it, and now I'm gonna do other things, you know, and sure. and uh, go back to school, do a podcast, and and kind of enjoy things um, the way you know life is intended to. Because I mean. Sure working it's a grind it's a hustle but you still have to appreciate the other things you know like kids spending time with them and i know that you got some other passions as well um you're i was told that you uh you're big into cars as well what what kind of cars are you into yeah yeah um again going back to my my earlier years my teen years i was fortunate enough uh, my father he was into cars and, and loved cars as well. And so as we were growing up, um, we actually we bought a couple old old cars. We bought a 67 Camaro and a 68 Mustang. And, uh, and I worked on building that from the ground up. The Camaro was mine and the, the Mustang was for my brother and, and my dad. And we basically stripped it down and, and rebuilt it. Almost, we almost got it to a, a finished product. And then, uh, long story short, my my father ended up getting sick with cancer and passing away, and so um, I actually ended up selling the car. But um, yeah, I mean, cars are a, a big passion of mine. Uh, old muscle cars are just something I've always been fascinated with. Yeah, some American muscle. Absolutely. Yeah, I hear it. I hear it. Yeah, I'm a. I I enjoy cars. I enjoy the look of them. Um, I I don't drive a lot of fast cars or anything. Yeah. Like that, but I enjoy the aesthetics and um, I appreciate the you know the culture that surrounds them. I mean, Absolutely. Um, I, I'm a big uh, I'm a big watcher of technology and how you know, especially in the uh, the automobile industry and how things are becoming autonomous and. And just kind of yeah it's, it's it's crazy it's a a lot of people complain about the the time we live in and i i just can't see it i mean we are we are leaps and bounds you know in the best time of of, of any time that humans have been been around so no, absolutely um, i agree um and then the just the aspect of technology i know you, i know you're in the technology as well um what are some of the tech things that that you that you can't live without well definitely my pc um besides trading you know i'm into gaming as well so having a, a solid pc is always something that you know, 
makes me happy. <laughs> yeah. It, it, being able to hop on the computer and, and do the things that I need to do in the trading world and then, you know, play time and some downtime, you know, getting into some games and playing online is something that I enjoy and grew up with. So, what do you what are you playing now? What are your what is your go to game? Uh I primarily am stuck on um this one game. It's it's called Escape from Tarkov. I don't know. If oh yeah, know. no, I know it. I a lot of people stream that game. Yeah. 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 I, I, I watched it um a lot. I I haven't I see I have a gaming PC but I haven't fully converted cuz I okay. usually just use it for streaming right. but I watch people play it and it, it gets intense like it when is I'm watching <laughs> yeah. it's, it's like an intense you know uh realism realistic military shooter type of thing Yeah exactly nope. yeah it's like a it's, it's not like a Call of Duty where it's fast and your pace it's really like strategic yeah. and you you got to take your time on that one Right right it's like the uh, antithesis of Fortnite <laughs> yeah you know all right so that's the type of stuff that i'm into that's awesome man um it looks like it looks like you got your hands and and in, in a lot of different areas and um I'm, I'm glad that i got to talk with you man um especially on something um where I, a lot of people hear about it, a lot of people know you know what what it really is but they don't understand the dynamics of kind of how um how things work in the in the sure. stock market um re real quick i just want to recap on yep. a couple of your your things that you're working on um uh, simply derivatives that's that's the the name of the company yep. um i'm going to put the website all that in the description um where you can get access to the course you get access to you and your live trading and then um you said that um down the road that you're going to have like some mentorship type stuff with um, your brokerage. Yeah. Well, it's, it's, it's more of a, um, a leader follower. Program. Leader. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So if somebody wants to, to be in, you know, involved in the futures markets, but are either learning still or have other asset classes and they want to incorporate futures into their portfolio, if you will, okay. then that leader follower program comes into play where basically any trades I'm taking, know gets copied simultaneously instantaneously into that particular account and you can okay. start out with a demo account or you can start out with live money and you can and it's the same thing um, okay no that makes sense okay yeah. um and then we once you get more um some concrete things on what you're going down with the your other company i yeah. definitely like to have you back on here to to talk to you about that as well um, just because, I mean, it's something that I love and enjoy. And, you know, if someone's doing that, especially if someone I've already talked to is doing it, I'd love to, to have you back on here and talk about that. That'd be great. Uh, before, I, before I wrap it up, is there, and I always ask this because I usually forget something. Is there anything that you wish I would have asked that I didn't? Um... No, I think you, we've covered quite a bit. Um, yeah, it, you know, the stock market. Yeah, the the uh, stock market usually is a is a fifteen hour uh, talk. 
Uh, right. <laughs> but we could spend days talking about the markets exactly. and, and all the nuances and, and the different things that, you know, we've learned and we use in the markets and things like that. But, you know, but I, I think the biggest thing for people is just if you're new to it or you want to get involved with it, learn first before you start trading. And, you know, we have a course that's out there now. It took me a year, a year and a half to, to finish it. Um, but it really drills down into what we do, how we do it and, and how the markets work and how to, how to profit from them. And so learn first before you start putting real money at risk. And, and, um, yeah. yeah and, be... and anyone that go, goes to you, man, I, I, I definitely am going to push people your way. I think they will be in confident hands. I appreciate um, it. and, um, real quick before I sign off, man, where do people find you? Um, social media and your website. Yeah, no, absolutely. Uh, you can check out the website. It's simplyderivative.com. That's everything trading related. You can find our course there. We got a couple free eBooks. You can uh, hop onto our uh, live trading room with us uh, from the site as well. We also have the course on Udemy, um, U-D-E-M-Y.com. It's, it's like a platform for um, learning and education, online education. And so that was a natural fit for us to, to push our course over there as well. Um, so you can find uh, us at those two spots. We're also on social media, Twitter, uh, Facebook, Instagram, uh, Simply Derivative. You can look us up. Um, we're on there quite a bit. So uh, yeah. All right, perfect. Well, Jeff, thanks so much, man, for, for stopping by and we'll catch you soon. Okay, man. All right. I appreciate it, man. Thanks for having me on. Well...